Hello. Hi. Uh, I missed you. Ahem. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> you do it all the time. You don't I even do know not. you're doing it. You don't even know you're doing it. <clears throat> See? Oh, I'm on. That was on purpose. Yeah, sure it was. Or because of this book, it was on purpose. But Avengers Spotlight. Every phone with you? Yeah. Uh, yes. Check this out. I finally got this baby framed. Oh boy. Figure out. It, it better not be a. Oh, no, never mind. I don't need any dick pics on my phone. <laughs> yeah, let me send you this dick pic. I put a frame around it. See, it's like 3D <laughs> art. It's pretty now. It's coming at you. <laughs> Oh, it was a double entendre. Terminator. Bum, bum, ba, dum. Is that not cool or what? For ages. Mm. I think I have this actually in my collection, the actual series, the hard copies. Yeah. Yep. I did get the whole run of that. What was funny is I got the whole run, which oh. never get any better than the very first issue. Actually, maybe <laughs> I have the, 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 I've got a trade paperback of the, painted series the burning earth yeah. or something that was the thing is i bought the regular series which which really was not very good at all and then they they ended that one and i didn't get the the burning earth and that's the good one yeah <laughs> that was uh alex ross uh oh, is it? Oh, professional work. That. yeah yeah no wonder it's so good yep that was his early stuff they got the female the female ter terminator that's in there and stuff that was a that's a freaky book i don't know that i've ever read it i gotta be honest i'm not, I'm not even sure if i have bins. yeah we should we really should i'm not even sure if i have all the issues of that actually there's been a couple different women I mean, we could cover multiple you know um terminator month yeah there's there's been several different series by several different publishers now. We right. I, I actually had the same thought about RoboCop not long ago too. There's a RoboCop and Terminator book. I think we've covered one of those. If I remember. There's right. actually two. Mm. There was the Dark. I think it was Dark Horse that did the one, and then there was a, a very recent one that actually looked pretty damn good. I didn't read it, but it looked really good. It looked a lot better than the the original one. I, I never thought much of the original one. I got to be honest. There was a lot of build-up, but then when I actually read it, I thought, eh, this is okay. Ow. Okay. Terminator the Burning Earth. I am missing issue three. 
Alvin's back. Back again. You're right, it is the female Terminator. Why did I not realize? Mm. That's cool. I imagine Paul's getting irritated, so we need to get started. I just figured we'll talk for six, seven hours. No <laughs> so last time we were all together to talk. I know, I'm happy to talk to us. Talk to you guys. Use guys. Use guys? I'm offended by that term. <laughs> so, Avengers. <laughs> Stay on How about target. them Avengers, huh? Hello, and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. Whoa. What? 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 Oh, that was fast. It's like a drive-by. <laughs> oh, really? <sighs> drive-by potting. <laughs> drive-by podcasting. Uh, uh, oh, God damn it. What do you need to start over for? I don't know. Oh, for God's sake. All right, you guys ready? I've been ready. Him! Him! <laughs> Wait, there's a garbage truck going by. Hold on. Okay, and they're gone. Now the cat's taking a dump. Really? I can't work in these conditions. He's clearing out a spot. We get it. Your poop stinks. Are you burying it or are you clear? All right, he's he's done. All right, where, where was I? <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. We have reached the end of our journey for now. For this arc. The end of this journey. The end of this journey, only to start another. And we have a very special co-host back from the ether. Returned from, from the from old assignment. west. Yeah, back from back from assignment, brought in from the cold. And that of course is J. David Weeder. I mean <laughs> Scott Gardner. J. David Gardner. <laughs> oh, do we lose him? Scott. Scott? Yep. Oh. oh, we offended him. <laughs> we offended him. <laughs> Can we can we can we switch it around and make you H Scott Gardner? <laughs> no, we can make him Horatio. We can make him Horatio S Gardner. Cause, well, we don't know what the H stands for, <laughs> and you never will. HMS Gardner. I will. I'll get it off your desk. Oh, I like that. The HMS Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll get you. I'll get what the H is off your death certificate. Don't worry. <laughs> of course, I'll have to kill you. <laughs> It does does require a few events occur first, but you know we'll get there. <laughs> so yes, like Scott is... Hornblower Gardner is back. <laughs> Blow this! How many episodes you been with us for on this one, Scott? Is this like the second one out of the whole run, or the third? No. Maybe no. He's he was there. Oh, I've been here for a few bit weeks. of the Celestial Madonna thing, and then uh... oh, that's right. I forgot this was a bleed over from. The then we went Madonna. to the Old West. Yeah. Okay. And he still he was there for the first couple of Old West, and then the last few he's been on assignment. Old West. Yeah. Well, he's, that's because we, we haven't had Scott. any. You know, I miss Scott because when I in the other issues when we were on the other. What? <laughs> it, it was all distorted. All he was. <laughs> I think he's been taken over by his computer. I want to call repeat vendor. I repeat a Wilbur. <laughs> I'm not even oh, sure what be he's a... talking about here. I think he said he's a repeat I, offender. Sure. I don't know either. You know, it's funny. We were talking about the uh, 
the Western saga thing that, that I was actually here for. That was supposed to be the, the recap or the, the info about the Western characters was supposed to be a two-part thing where I like set them up with their origin. And then at the conclusion of that, I was going to tell you like whatever became of them. Mm-hmm. Forgot to ever do that. Never That never happened. <laughs> oh, well. They later appeared in other comics. In scene. Well, I thought some of them had some interesting, uh, you know, some interesting developments, uh, especially uh, like Two Gun Kid, because he he was kind of important to the. Uh, did you guys ever read the Marvels Project? Mm-hmm. No, I never did. Don't know. It was it was actually pretty decent, but he he played an interesting role in that. But anyway, yeah. So things don't always work out. <laughs> that was the moral of the story there. Well, you've missed some good discussion we we've had. Uh... Scott, especially on some of the covers from one, what was it, 147 and 148, Paul? Well, it was 147 in particular, where uh, it's clearly a Rich Buckler aping Jack Kirby. And then 148 was uh, was Jack Kirby, but it was mis, uh, misidentified as, as, Kirby, as, 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 as Rich Buckler. Buck- yeah. yeah. Clearly, we had conflicting... that's Kirby. That is not Buckler. Yeah, we had conflicting um, uh, documentation. Like, my book said one thing um, when we had other sources and other spots. So we went with that. Yeah, it was Jack Kirby. So 147 is, is Buckler? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's not that's not good Buckler, though, is it? It's, it's we yeah, we went back and forth on it, and ultimately it's like, conceptually it's good, but in, in actual execution we feel like there were spots where it was really lacking. Uh, but then 148 is, like I said, misidentified as as Buckler. But there's no question that's Kirby, right? And yeah, that's 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 a cover that I think has been you know aped later in the past. Yeah. Later in the, in the past. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, but it is past to me. Sooner in the later. <laughs> it's I mean because we're in the now, so everything that happened before is later in the past. But it was the future when this book was done. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, that makes us all the same. <laughs> it, recur- it occurs to me that Hyperion is the only one of the Squadron Supreme who doesn't look flat ridiculous. <laughs> the rest of these guys' outfits are just hard. That, that, what's, what's the fake Hawkman's name? Cat. Wait, wait, wait. Like, we got or something. We got to say it. Well, he's got multiple names, but in that issue, let me say his name properly. It's Captain Hawk. I forgot it was Captain. C A P apostrophe N. Captain. Like Captain Crunch? Yes. Yes. Ah. It's Captain Hawk. I'm Captain Hawk. Captain LaFoot were there. We'd have it said. But Hyperion, though, makes up for everybody because his outfit is awesome. Because he's got that hiatal hernia belt. He's got the (laughs) hand girdle. He has back problems. Give the guy a break. I'm wearing a truss, damn it. You know what? I, I don't know. Just, you know, as we're talking about this, though, the whole thing about Hyperion is he's supposed to be the Superman analog, and he looks absolutely nothing like Superman. And I think that's the thing that always just made me, I don't know, just scratch my head a little bit. Just you think you would make him a little bit more like Superman in his presentation. Especially later get... when they gave him sunglasses. <laughs> well, yeah, when they did it in the Max... Uh, series, they made him more Superman-like. Right. So I guess they weren't concerned about being sued then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, or, you know, I, I guess from a creative point of view, you don't want to be... If, if you go too close to the thing, then you feel like, well, I'm not really doing anything here. Uh, you know, at least, I guess, Roy Thomas created him, I, guess, I think. 
and maybe he wanted it to be a little different. Although it's more the artist, and I think I think the original artist was Sal Buscema when they were first introduced. Could be John Buscema. Don't know. Could be John Cena. Wait, no. I'm pretty confident (laughs) it's not John Cena. You can't see me, but I'm waving my hand in front of my face. Oh, sorry. But when I, I yeah, I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I guess when they introduced the Squadron Supreme, Squadron Sinister, whichever they, I think it was Sinister initially. Yeah. Uh, it was Hyperion, the Wizard, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and uh, what's it called, Doc Spectrum, right? There was just those three, or was there a fourth? Uh... I think it was just the three of them, and no, so. and none of them look like the characters that they're an analog of. None of them look, you know. None of them look like a parody. Hmm. So I, I guess Scott is quickly typing. Well, I was lo- just looking them up while you were talking, but that's okay. No, it's okay. Continue. So, uh... well, I I don't know. Let's see here. Their first appearance, according to this, is in the final panel of Avengers number sixty-nine. Dude, dude. Yeah, entry entry on the Squadron Sinister shows a picture from I think this is seven, yeah seventy and Hyperion is on the cover. You've got Hyperion, Doc Spectrum, uh, and Wizard, right? The, the Doctor Spectrum and Nighthawk. Oh yeah, Nighthawk. Only... That's who I left off. Okay. Nighthawk, yeah, yeah. And he's I... the Batman analog. He's the one whose costume is closest to the character that he's. Not to be confused with the Sylvester on. Stallone film. Billy D. Williams. Ooh. What have we got here? It's Leslie. It's a uh, what's it called? I can't. Uh, what's the name? Lindsay Wagner. Lindsay Wagner. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, we just went on an '80s tangent. Squadron Sinister. Yeah. If only somebody had a book with Avengers stuff in it, like I do, in my hand. And, uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. That was it. Okay. In the show. Great talking to everybody. <laughs> Come back again when we don't cover a book. Bye-bye. Now, we're covering tonight, Avengers... Today, tonight. Why am I saying tonight? It's freaking 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> Avengers 149 from July 1976. Uh, shall we talk about the cover? That big yeah, guy on the front of it? Right off the bat with this cover, I feel like it's a little bit of a letdown. Because this, this was a, a really solid run. And I know you haven't described it yet, and you're going to do mm-hmm. that in a minute. But but I feel like it should really have a, hey, this is our final issue of this particular story, bombastic cover. Go ahead, Bill Singh. Well, see, now that you called me out, I, I don't know, Mr. Bombast. Okay, all right, you got it. There me. you go. Okay, good enough. Mr. Lava Lava. But I, I feel like it's not the special cover it should. I don't know. It's kind of nice. You got not a Tuma on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a dynamic cover, but I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's nothing here to say, hey, that's this. if you've been following right along this epic saga that we've been doing, this is the big wrap-up. Yeah, there's nothing for that. But also keep in mind, this is 149, and the very next issue is you know the, the big anniversary thing and all that. So maybe they were... They were <laughs> don't... That. So they, t- oh. they told the cover artist, don't do one that's too good, because we, <laughs> we got 150 coming up. <laughs> Well, would it have been better to have put? Oh, well, Orca is the guy on the cover. Would it have been better to not have had like not revealed him on the cover, like have his face in shadows and just you know have him not saying his name? 
that was something I was going to bring up when we get into the story because in the story there's oh yeah there's yeah a part where you know you don't see who does it but this big blue arm comes out and mm-hmm. takes out all of the Avengers and and you know if you read all the dialogue and everything, you know the caption boxes it tries to make this big mystery out of it well I'm sorry your mystery was blown right here on the cover I know who it is because you told me already so yeah. I, Comics back then did a lot of this sort of thing. Now, that was mostly a DC thing, so it was kind of funny to see it in a Marvel book. But, yeah, I remember seeing that a lot as a kid. And, you know, when I look back at old issues like this where, you know, they, they make such a mystery inside the book in the story, but then the big mystery is already revealed, you know. Sometimes it would even be where there was going to be this, like, epic cliffhanger ending. You'll never guess the identity of the bad guy kind of thing. So they tell you in like the first, you know, the splash page caption, but they've already shown it on the cover. You know, sometimes the cover would be that final image of the book. I'm like, why, why would you do that? But I don't know. Or it would be revealed in the title of the story. Yeah. Yeah. When cometh the orca. Of Darth Vader, you know, and then, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird like that. Well, and I, you know, I guess we'll talk about it more, but, uh, I question the the whole point of having Orca as the big bad in the issue. Anyway, it's you know it's it's it's, it's almost feels anticlimactic. Well, we've got Thor punching Orca with his uh, or smacking Orca with his hammer, and uh, behind Thor, the Vision is is uh, phasing through the wall and down below the rest of our remaining Avengers, the Beast, Hellcat, who's well, she's not an Avenger as of at this moment, but she's been you know helping. Uh, Captain America, Scarlet Witch, and Iron Man are going fighting nondescript minions of Brand slash Roxon, Serpent Crown. Uh, in the background, we've got some machinery, and uh, that is our cover. Your blows, your mighty, your mightiest blows have no effect on me, Thunder God. But can you survive <laughs> the death punch of Orca the Killer Whale? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just made that voice up. <laughs> And just, just the, I mean, the layout of the cover, I'm questioning, I, you know, I understand plot-wise why you have Thor front and center in this, but, you know, you, you're marginalizing the rest of the Avengers. Uh, I don't know. I, it's the, I'm not crazy about the layout. Plus, the way, the way Thor's arm is, he couldn't have gotten much power behind that hammer blow. <laughs> yeah. You think Cat Cap has snapped that guy's neck on the front cover? <laughs> He hit it right in the Adam's apple. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's got to hurt. That's got to hurt. Look at the angle that guy's head. <laughs> Snap. Well, look at what, what always oh draws my eye is the guy with the mace that's about to just knock <laughs> the brains out of the Scarlet Witch. Look at that nasty-looking thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got a, what's his name, Hercules' mace. Yeah. <laughs> He stole it. As as Iron Man is looking, do you ever see on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm when when uh, Larry thinks somebody's lying and he just kind of like stares them in the eyes and asks them the question and it's like a very <laughs> uncomfortable thing. It looks like that's what Iron Man is doing with the guy he's got. <laughs> <laughs> it's the death stare. Oh, you know who's not on this cover? Moon Dragon. She's in this book. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> Still only twenty five cents. Ah, uh, the good old days. Which which is the telltale sign that it's about to go up to 30. Exactly. Speaking of Moondragon, I had a, an important question about this issue. Is this before or after she and Thor scrump? Before. Is it before? I believe so. Okay. 
if they if they do, it's it's totally uh, it's not even implied in here. All right. So who do you think did the cover? I know, so I'm not going to answer. Oh, you do? Okay. You think you know? Is it a buckler? It does just look like a buckler. buckler. But it's, not. it's not. Nope. Would you like uh, to guess again? It's not Keith Pollard, is it? Nope. Not another another not bad guess. Hmm. No, I, I give. Who is it? I have Ron Wilson. That's who I have. And Frank Giacoya. Hmm. I can kind of see that with the Avengers in the lower half, but Thor Thor doesn't look. I don't know. That's interesting. Okay. It's a gr- I, I like this cover. I think it's actually a great cover myself. It just could have been. It just gives away too much on the cover. It gives away too right? much, and I, I just I don't know. Like it, it doesn't scream out to me the end of the story. No, that's very true. It, that it definitely does not. But it also, again, the choice of using Orca as the villain in this issue to me seems questionable at, at best. So, you know. He's just out of nowhere, out of the clear blue sky. All of a sudden, he's well, in there. Now, wait a minute. Let me think for a second. When when did the movie Orca come out? That was probably <laughs> around around seventy eight. Oh, okay. So it would be later. Because I'm thinking, well, maybe they were trying to capitalize on the movie, you know, to get some of that, you know, cross not promotion, but just like, hey, this, this, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? I know exactly what you're saying, but I just figured I'd let you flounder for a while. Oh, again with the fish jokes. (laughs) All right, let's see. This issue is this is the July dated issue, meaning it was probably on the stands more like May. Mm -hmm. And Orca the movie didn't come out until July of the following year. So I'm gonna call BS on that. Hey, I was a stretch. I'll admit it. I was. I mean, it was a good guess, but when was the last time you stretched? (laughs) Hey. Right His here, pants man. when he was but no, I'm no. <laughs> stretch my belt every day. Get the, the stretchy waist on my pants. <laughs> Get the come along. I gotta close my zipper. <laughs> uh, nothing like a bunch of fat guys talking. <laughs> well, Orchid, Orchid does look a little bit like Richard Harris. Now that I really pay attention to it. I thought you were gonna say I'm not seeing that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he looks a little like me. I was just like, like, hey, f you, buddy. Next time I see you, I'll pull your shirt off and roll you out in public. See who tries to put you in a pool or the ocean. God, I haven't seen that movie in years. I wonder if it holds up. I didn't think it held up in 1970. <laughs> <laughs> that whale was smart. It- I, I, I guess I just ruined the is it yours. I set him up. You so. knock him down. <laughs> oh, that was going to be the next one I was going to propose, too. Sure. It's, it's, well, you. I mean, not to go too far on the tangent, but you, you have made it clear that you don't really think we should cover anything except for things that we think are really good. No, just movies that I like. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, and I understand that. You know what? When I've downloaded some podcasts of movie things and I look and see what's in their library, I'll pick the movies I'm, you know, that I'm more interested in to download. So I'm probably losing some in download numbers, but I'm enjoying more myself personally when I do the recordings by being uh, you know, very eclectic in what we cover. I'm just busting your chops. Consider them busted. So I'm guessing <laughs> we're not going to do a Orca minute by minute podcast <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not gonna even spend a minute on orca to be honest with you i think i've already spent more than enough time here 
And in this minute, they raised the mama whale up. And in the next minute, the baby fell out. And in the next minute, the whale, the papa whale got mad. And then the rest of the movie, he chased him. And then he jumped up on a piece of ice and slid Richard Harris into his mouth. The end. That was, uh, you know, the whole <laughs> thing with the cutting the whale open and the baby and all that. That was some yeah. traumatizing shit as a kid, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. actually more traumatized by parts of that movie than I ever was by Jaws, and not and that's not some sort of endorsement. Like it's a great movie, it's not. It's crap, but that stuck with me. That really did. And you know the the whale eye watching the whole time, oh. freaky shit, man. Yeah, movie sucked. Come on, let's move on. <laughs> it had its moments. It had its moments. But anyway, so so do we have a synopsis of this issue? Yes, we do. And uh, Moby Dick meets Free Willy. What? It was like Moby Dick meets Free Willy. Moby Willy. Moby <laughs> Dick. I don't oh, want to hear anything about your Willy. <laughs> a Willy Dick. <laughs> no, Free Dick. Oh, sorry. Free Dick. There you go. There's your movie. <laughs> Moby <laughs> Willy or Free Dick. However you wish to uh, pitch that to somebody. How do I edit this to make it a family-friendly show? Hey, I I can't say free dick. I could be talking about Dick Jones. Dick Jones! See, that's what I've missed, Scott, because you weren't here when we were on the alternate Earth or because we, you know, I've been missing the I work for Hugh Jones jokes the whole time. I think we threw a few in, but it just wasn't the same. (laughs) <laughs> so our writer <clears throat> our story is the gods and the gang and our writer is steve Englehart. george perez is the pencils sam granger is the or is, is the inks yes he is the inks no did the inks tom orzakowski is the letters hugh paley is the color did the colors and marv wolfman is the editor and our synopsis goes like this Thor and Moonjagen return to Avengers Mansion, still arguing about the latter's contention that Thor is a superior being compared to his fellow's Avengers. Avengers. Just, you know, nag, 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 whatever. Jarvis reports the other Avengers are missing. So the quarreling... Man, I am having just killing things today. So the quarreling duo departs to investigate. Meanwhile, the other Avengers have returned from the Squadron Supreme's Earth... And stormed the Brand Corporation, overpowering its security army of nondescript flunkies. Consulting his counterpart on the Squadron's Earth, fellow Serpent Crown servant Nelson Rockefeller, Jones learns that the Avengers have toppled the Serpent Cartel on that world. Determined to avoid this fate, Jones... Jones... I work for Dick Jones. Thank you. Lame, Scott. You missed your cue. Unleashes the Atlantean War, wait for it, Orca! His size and durability enhanced by brand technology. Orca knocks out all the Avengers with one punch, Quap. then stays behind to battle the newly arriving Thor and Moondragon, while Jones, I work for Dick Jones, prepares to execute the other intruders when <laughs> Moondragon apparently. <laughs> falls in battle an angry Thor (laughs) unleashes his oft restrained full power against Orca knocking the villain out and forcing Thor to admit he is something more than human what are you laughing about (laughs) 
You're laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> Moondragon, who had feigned unconsciousness, gloats. Meanwhile, Jones... It's not Dick Jones. And his security, <laughs> Chief Buzz Baxter, have bound the other heroes into a death trap. But Hellcat breaks free, beats her ex-husband Buzz into submission, and forces him to free the others. After capturing Jones... I work for Dick Jones. The Avengers depart. He's number two guy at OCP. OCP runs the cops. That too. Yeah. The Avengers depart, <laughs> pondering all the changes they have gone through of late. Now that... like, right, like I said, just right off the bat, I feel like this is a little anticlimactic. Uh, yeah. I mean, because we really, well, even though the the emphasis of the of the whole story was the Serpent Crown and and fighting against them, it seemed like it picked up when they got dumped off in the other world. And it's like, oh yeah, now we got to go back and we got to go deal with the Brand Corporation. Yeah, so it is kind of like, yeah, we need to just wrap this up because you know, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. It feels like we're we're at issue one forty nine. We want to make one fifty something different because it's the technical anniversary issue, whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's get this done in one issue and kind of like storyline up. Yeah, just come on, come on, come on, let's go. That's what it feels like to me. It's like somebody giving their Oscar acceptance speech. Like, yeah, wrap it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I don't think it's bad. I just think it could have been better. I think this this issue should have been spread out over at least two issues. I will agree with you that I think it I think it could have gotten spread out a little bit more, but uh, I will disagree about because I, I think it's an epic issue. I really do. I mean, so much stuff happens in this. It's it's very dense. Well, that's uh, my problem with it. It's too dense and it rushes through things that should be developed a little bit longer. And in in particular, the whole Orca thing. I think he, he's thrown out there as, as kind of just a, you know, we need somebody powerful for Thor to beat up. Instead of instead of building him up, we, we, do, we do the build up with one panel where he throws one punch and knocks out the entire team. You know, the, the, it's just, it, I feel like it could have been developed so much better. I'll agree with that because... You know, there, there's really not any much development of him at all, other than uh, you know, the just kind of the vague mention that hey, you know, I have an ace in the hole type of thing, and then you know, him being used that way. You know, there's no great reveal of where did they get this guy. You know, did they just you know they put an ad in the paper? Did they you know whatever? Because it feels like Engelhart thought of it when he was writing this issue as opposed to having it in his plans all along, in which case he should have had some sort of foreshadowing to this, you know, every time we went back to the brand corporation. Maybe they had, you know, some sort of chamber where he was being prepared or something, and you don't see what it is, but, you know, is, is that secret weapon ready? Not yet, not yet. You know, right. something. Yeah, because I, I wanted to know what the angle was with with Orca. You know, why, why him? Specific, you know, why why did Bran seek him out, and more specifically, why was he working for Bran? What was the mutual benefit here? So again, you know, was it an ad in the paper, or you know, was something being done? You know, I think because I'm always curious about that sort of thing. 
I think he's being presented as being too stupid to have been, you know, recruited for any reason other than, you know, you work for us now. Okay. Right. (laughs) I mean, you know, there was was the mention about, you know, something about they they enhanced his powers or something like that. But Mm -hmm. still, I I, I wanted a little bit more there. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I I don't want to sound critical, you know, overly critical of the issue because I I really dug this one. I thought it was really cool. Um, You know, I, I... I don't think it's too pat an ending or anything, um, I, but I'll, I'll agree that I, I think it could have gone one issue more. You know that this really this really could have been two issues long. Um, but that said, I mean it, it doesn't it, it didn't feel overly rushed to me or anything like that either. I mean I'll take this any day over you know taking something that's a fairly simple story and you know spreading it out to you know make two trades or some ridiculous damn thing like they do today, you know? So I'd, I'd rather read something like this. That's super dense that maybe, you know, you look at with a modern sensibility and think, damn, you know, this would be, you know, several issues today uh, over, you know, the, the way too decompressed type of thing. I, you know, I, I totally agree with that. I, th- I think your point is absolutely on the money that I wouldn't want to see this six issues. You know, this shouldn't be a, a trade by itself. But I think this story, this story that we get in this issue spread over two issues and some foreshadowing of Orca in the previous issues. And then this becomes a much more epic ending. To right. Me. I think it's a, it's a it's a fine wrap up to the story. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot that goes on here that I like, uh, you know, in particular, the Perez artwork, as always. Uh, but I just think. Like I said, I think if if it had been spread out and developed a little bit better, uh, you know, had the, had have the other Avengers be a little bit more involved in the build up to Thor finally unleashing, uh, and you know, instead of having them all taken out with one punch, and then right. and then have the you know, with the exception of the the denouement, having them you know reappear then, uh, it's it's just you know, I I just think feel like it could have been done better if it was spread out you know what make this a double-sized issue you you, you want to make 150 something you know an anniversary issue make this a double-sized yeah you could see that so all that said let's let's start breaking it down a little bit i do like the splash page a lot the, oh sorry. usually i don't like when the splash page is broken into two i like one the one image splash page but i like this one just because the artwork is really nice I like this one. Um, for one, I, I like the artwork. I like the you know the way it's laid out and everything. But uh, I, I have huge sentimental attachment to this, and I didn't realize it until starting into the issue because I you know I like I like the cover, but I didn't recognize the book by the cover. But as soon as I turned to that first page, um, when I was a kid and, and just starting to collect, um, both my parents worked in paper mills. And the one that my mom worked at, they used a lot of recycle. You know, they did a lot of recycling to create the paper um, for the mill. And so she used to bring me home um, stacks of old coverless comics. So I had this as a coverless issue. And it had to be, Mm. you know, one of the earliest uh, issues that I had. Because as soon as I turned to that splash page, I was like, oh, my God, I remember this issue. But I only remembered it, you know, from that, you know, from that opening, uh, you know, the, the... title splash and everything i didn't really remember you know the specifics of the story but just that page alone kind of gave me the warm fuzzies i was like oh i remember this issue so this one in particular the splash page feels like it could be the cover to one of the split books 
right? Yeah, like ta- yeah. Tales of Suspense or Amazing Adventures or you know any any one of those split books that yeah. they had. Uh, you know, this is uh, you know it could be whatever stories with you know Thor and the Avengers, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and half story half a book for each of them. But it just it this this almost feels like a better cover than the cover we got to me. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I think it would make a good cover. But you know. Anyway, it's it's a, it's a good splash page, and uh, you know we see Thor and uh, Moon Dragon, Thor hanging onto Moon Dragon, you know, groping a feel, uh, <laughs> and 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 dropping down into the city. Uh, and on the other half, we see the uh, rest of the Avengers team, which includes Iron Man, Captain America, Hellcat, Scarlet Witch, the Beast, and the Vision, uh, all flying Superman style through space. I guess returning to our Earth, uh, and the Vision's carrying the uh, Serpent Crown. Cap's shield looks especially big in that shot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I was thinking, do they even need to have their arms out? Couldn't they just be like... <laughs> since, couldn't they be just sitting there like cross-legged or arms sure. crossed? Just kind of like... <sighs> Alright, how long are we going to be out here? Reminds me of the episode of the Avengers of, Adventures of Superman when uh, there's the fantasy where Lois and Jimmy get Superman's powers and they're flying the way he does. <laughs> And they have their arms out like that. That's I don't know why, but that's the image. It put I believe yeah, they, they always just that in these kind of kind of crossovers because I remember Justice League. You know, used to do that too. They'd get whisked away to some other world or something, and you know, you'd have like Batman. You know, would be making the same. And I always thought that was really kind of weird. Just just to emphasize my geekiness, I'm pretty sure the episode I'm thinking about was titled "All That Glitters." Uh, <laughs> Isn't that the yeah. last episode of the show? I think it was, yes. Hmm. But if, if I was flying through space, I would put out my own Superman style, no question. <laughs> I'd fly first, just just to change it up. Because you're the leapier? <laughs> <laughs> so Thor and Moondragon alight onto the top of Avengers Mansion. And... Oh, good word, good word. Alight. Eh? Eh? Ah. My, so word, my, my word a day dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, you, know, you know, they take the elevator down. Uh, would, I, I don't know why, but it just occurs to me. Would, would, it, uh, would it make sense to not even have an elevator in Avengers Mansion just because it's too much of a, of a, you know, a risk that, you know, if you're attacked by villains or whatever, that that's like the worst place possible to be? <laughs> well, I mean, they... Getting they, slaughtered they, by the masters of evil and Thor's stuck between floors in the elevator. <laughs> Do 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 do. What's that sign next to Moon Dragon? It says it says a elevator. It says, well, I mean, we we can't read the whole thing, but basically, it says Elevator Avengers Headquarters authorization required. I think it was what it would say. It's like let's just advertise. Hey, elevator here. Yeah, there's an elevator on the roof for you to get into, not a door. <laughs> and actual elevator. I mean, and so so while they're doing all this, though, they're arguing again that he's too powerful to be an Avenger, and and he's saying, no, 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 I should be an Avenger. Shut up, woman. I'm a misogynist too. <laughs> and and Jarvis is all upset, so he's polishing this the uh, the flower pots. Oh, maybe that's like I'm trying to think. It's a character that had died. Maybe that's like Bucky's ashes or something. Well, isn't this Tony <laughs> Stark's mansion? Maybe that's his his parents' ashes. It's Maria right there. How do you solve a problem like Maria? <laughs> After Winter Soldier kills her. 
<laughs> that's not till ninety one. Well, at least at the current timeline. So, so Jarvis explains to them what's going on with with the other Avengers over at uh, Brand, and Thor decides to see to their safety. And you should read Jarvis's line like Chekhov from Star Trek Two. The others, sir. <laughs> it was Khan. <laughs> it was Kang. So he's he's a little little quick to quick to grab a hold of her. He grabs her by the waist and starts swinging the hammer. <laughs> well, don't you? Easy now. Yeah, she is kind of like zooped off her feet. In truth, they... I do believe our butler doth worry o'er much. <laughs> so that then we cut to Brand Corporation, where the Avengers are locked in battle with the nameless nameless minions. What's the There's the guy with the mace, but this time he's getting ready to hit Cap. What's what's the purpose of like the head pieces on these costumes and stuff? Uh, they had a problem with lice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob brought lice into the into the plant, and now it got mutated by the same thing that mutated uh, Orca. That's three times the size, so they're freaking huge. So all you idiots need to wear this green beanie on your head. So now Cap throws his shield. He's about to get brained by the one guy, but he throws his shield like on the cover. He catches a guy right in the chin with it. <laughs> he Dang. hits two guys. He it bounces off of one guy's face. Blonk or block. I don't think it then... bounced off that guy's face. I think it took his face off. <laughs> yeah, that should, it should have sliced his face off. <laughs> and then you see another guy right in the chin, and that's got to I mean, that not. I don't even think that breaks your jaw. I think that breaks your neck. Patang. I think that shield is huge too, and Scarlet Witch is a friend of old Marvel. <laughs> boom, boom. Or is that Iron Man's boot jets? Oh, I'm not know. sure. I was thinking it was her mm. spell. Could be the boot jets. Mm. I think it's still the spell. I think if it was the boot jets, it would be closer to the boots. And Beast is, um, you know, what was that group from the from the late '90s? Hanson. Hanson. Bob. It's sad that we all knew that. Oh, now I got that damn song stuck in my head. Thanks, Bill. What exactly is Moondragon doing? I mean, not Moondragon, uh, Hellcat. Uh, she's uh... swinging. Yeah, she's, she's, everybody she else is swinging. taking somebody out, but she's just hanging out above them. Oh, no, wait. No, okay, I was thinking maybe she kicked that guy in the face, but it is Cap Shield. Maybe, maybe the guy got hit with Cap Shield, and then she kicked the guy right in the face afterward, adding insult to injury. She just wanted to take credit for taking that one out. Yeah. Now, does her costume have a tail, or is that the waist? No, it's, uh, I thought that at first, too, but it's that sash that she oh, wears. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, no I was tail. like, I don't remember her having a tail. No tail. Uh, and we have some ads. Oh. Who, who's smiling now? <laughs> really creepy ad. This guy's always smiling now. You missed some good ad discussion, Scott. Uh-oh. The miniature he, dog. <laughs> yeah, I think that was in the Honeymooners one, wasn't it? I think it? so. Yeah, the ad but about, I, you know, I did order post... now. I did post the ad on the Back to the Bins page, if you look. So, they're going to send you... Oh, a this has got the, the the comics, uh, the ad with the the guy that looks like Thor. I always think this is like Thor when he's down on his luck and he's out of work. He had oh, to, that's definitely what it's supposed to be. He had this, you know, he had to sell the wings off his helmet, and now he's out, you know, on the side of the road holding up a sign. With a bunch of bees on him, for some reason. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So anyway, I, go ahead. The next the next panel, 
it's is it seem like the Scarlet Witch almost looks like she's doing a Linda Blair and her head spinning around from the Exorcist. <laughs> it, it just that's the only like one of the only real art things that I'm just kind of like her, her head just doesn't look natural in that position. No, it, she looks like she's being haughty. Mm. Yeah. Another, yeah. Another word of day dictionary. Naughty naughty, never hit a lady from behind. Hellcat said it, not me. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> and the next one, <laughs> the, the guy that's being thrown through the air. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, yeah what's, what's, what's going, going on there? Yeah. The action's a little unclear. Beast is punching somebody. Somebody's punching the Vision, who has obviously uh, increased his density so that he, the guy's breaking his fist on the Vision's jaw. Crack! But what, what, how is that guy flying across? Maybe did, Cap, did Cap threw him throw him over his shoulder? Is, is Did Hellcat kick this guy? It's not clear. It's just I'm, like just some random guy flying through the air going, whoa! I'm thinking it's either Cap threw him or Iron Man is flying and like grabbed the guy by the neck or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's Hellcat. I don't see how that the Hellcat kicked Yeah, she, the, uh, she shouldn't have that type of strength. into that. Well, the, the costume does enhance her strength, but I, I don't think to that extent. I don't think she could the kick the guy seven feet That guy there. would go on the floor, not not through the air. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then we cut. And we cut the to the office of whose office? Hugh Jones. And he's making contact with a <laughs> still still in his underwear, Nelson Rockefeller. <laughs> looks like he's been on an all night bender. He looks like he's trying to open the time stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got his hands crossed. like, And we get to see a television broadcast of the squadron uh, saying, We've, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. I guess that wouldn't work the same way anymore because with the high-definition TV sets, just putting like the grid the of lines across in. it doesn't, doesn't make as much sense as it did back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, good point. But back it's then, things, that was an effective things... way to show that something was on TV. Things only old guys like us would know. Oh, I thought it meant it was flame broiled. Mm. <laughs> now, is this lead into them taking over their Earth? Like like the Squadron Supreme series and all that? Or is that way too early for that? No, this I is think the, that's another like, six, seven years from now. Right, but this is like the beginning of it. Next time I think we see them, I think we looked up they're going to be in the, the Defenders 1 issue. And then the next time is going to be... Um, uh, the maxi series when they start to do the utopia program and all that right i have that up on ebay right now individual issues or the trade with uh with grunwald's ashes grunwald's ashes yeah yeah yep i I sold one of those years ago for and i got like 50 60 bucks out of it so i'm hoping this one goes high too but it looks like it's a little more common now than it used to be back then so i don't know if it'll sell or not but hoping so I only ever read that once, and I remember really liking it, but I also remember it being a hell of a slog to get through. I don't know. Have you yeah, ever read it? Yeah, it's dense. Yeah. I thought it was denser than Watchmen, actually, which it's often compared to. It's like, you know, described as the Watchmen before the Watchmen, essentially, but it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was a little harder. Yeah, there's a lot of good, good, good themes in that. Yeah, it was good though. I mean, I remember enjoying it. I just I don't know that I'd ever sit down and read it again, but I do remember enjoying it. It was interesting. All right, where are we going from here? We got uh fight 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 fight. Yeah. Iron Man's saying uh 
There are hundreds of these soldiers. Good thing they're normal powered, and I'm killing most of them. <laughs> He's just mowing through them. I like the shot of uh, of the Scarlet Witch there, but I think it's it's time for her to get an updated look, which I like. When uh, I don't know if it happens during this run. Well, they ditched the hat, so yeah, yeah, that stupid headpiece. She needs a. She just needs a bit of a makeover, you know. But I, I, she does eventually get it. I think that's more at the hands of Byrne, though, than than Paris, if I remember right. Because doesn't doesn't Burns run? Does Burns run precede Paris's Paris's second like more famous? Run? I can't remember. Or is Burn- Burns run comes? I think his his first run comes in like the one seventies. Right. So yeah, we, I mean, that's, Burns is that when they're doing the Wanda Gore Mountain stuff when she's yeah. Yeah. by Chaton yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yes. How do you pronounce that? Chaton. Is that? I don't know. And I'm not. I'm not. On a rare occasion, I'm not saying that to I make mean, fun of you. I, 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 just, don't I don't know. I mean, know. it's C H T O N with, with I, like an apostrophe I, in there, so we like Chaton. I don't know why, but I thought it had a Y in there somewhere. Really? I'm, I'm probably it's totally like, wrong. It's like a C and an apostrophe or something like that. I know exactly. It's funny. I know exactly who you're talking about. It's never really occurred to me. I don't. I don't know what my my in my head pronunciation of that was. I guess Cathan, Cthulhu, Cthulhu. or something. I don't know. Yeah, like Cthulhu. It's, it's but it's C H T O N, right? Yeah, I think that's so. that's the picture they always show the guy writing in a book with his finger from a distance. Yeah. <laughs> Let me type it in. C H T O N. See what comes up. Does that, have a, does that involve like the dark hold and all that crap yes. too? Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is exactly how she gets. Uh, C H T O C H T H O N. Shathon. Tell me. You you may think it's butter, but it's not. Shathon. You may think it's butter, but it's not. It's Shathon. Shathon. But and you'd have to be old to remember that one, I think. I remember that. Well, you're old. (laughs) What was it? It was Shathon, wasn't it? Shathon. Blue, 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 blue bonnet. No, so. no, I think it was Chiffon. <laughs> not Blue Bonnet. Turn me on, Chiffon, not Chaka Khan. Am I wrong in thinking that Perez had a, uh, had a later run? Well, well they did the relaunch. Had, had, yeah, when they came, when they did Heroes Return, he had a lengthy No, no, no I don't mean that. I mean, like, or maybe, the, I, I guess this yeah, is. Didn't, didn't, didn't Perez do issue 200? I mean, I'm looking it up here real quick. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I, I did have it right because I was thinking that we've got this, and then not long after this, Burn comes on for a time, and yeah, Burn comes on. Well, actually, they kind of flowed back and forth because this is what this is one forty nine, and Burn comes in for just a couple of issues in the one mid one sixties. I think that's that one where uh, where Thor fights uh, what's his face, uh, shit, Madam Mass Father. Um, oh. Uh... Count Nefaria. thank you. But then he his run actually Sir Burns run actually starts at one eighty one and goes to one ninety one. And then I think that's right about the time yeah, one ninety four is when Perez so Perez did have a, a later run. So he comes back at one ninety four and goes pretty much not quite solid, but almost one ninety four to two oh two. So I thought he had another uh, a later run. So they flow they kind of flow back and forth a little bit. That's this. That's more the era that I really remember. This is a little bit later than this, but with Byrne and uh, and and Perez, that second Perez run, and then Perez, as you say, came back 
the Avengers many years later in the in the late nineties with the Heroes Return stuff, and that's a damn good run too. So apparently Mark Hamill played Chathon in the superhero squad show. He did the voice of that and the Red Skull. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, I was looking up little, it, like little like yeah. the little kids version. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he played the the Red Skull and Chathon. Interesting. Because I was like, why does it say played by Mark Hamill? What? So I had to go look it up. I'm trying to remember what the whole deal was with Chathan. Was he the one that kind of sort of looked a little bit like Swarm? He was like in a robe and all. Yeah, he's in a robe with just shit. eyes and or like a gray looking face, and he's yeah. burning, uh, you know, stuff into the dark hold. He's not. He doesn't have something to do with like Morgan Le Fay and all that shit, does he? Am I, am uh, somebody else. He, I think it is kind of linked because isn't it Mordred? When Modred, Scarlet... that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Modred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Modred and Chathan are related, though. I, I don't think. I, I forget. But I don't. I don't know why. But I was. I was always kind of interested in the whole Darkhold thing. I was. That, that was kind of an interesting idea. I kind of liked when they were doing that on Agents of Shield until it got all kind of goofy and wacky. Oh yeah. Okay. So I found a few images, and it's he's got. He's his body is all like lumpy and gray, and he's got a cloak, and he always has like half his face is always covered by his yeah. cloak. You just show one eye, and then yeah, it, it's the famous one where he's writing like he's got energy going from the tip of his finger, and it's burning stuff into the book in, in into a page. And I guess later he went and had that bound by somebody. <laughs> I want to say that that was some of Burns' earliest stuff was uh, some story that he did that had something to do with with Chathon and all. I think I don't know. I'm trying to look it up here real quick to see if I can find it. But anyway, continue. Where were we? <laughs> uh, I, everybody. Well, we're still in the middle of just fight, 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 fight. Fight, 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 Look out! It's a boom. It's a trap. Now that that's just ridiculous. See, yeah, I, I just I really have a problem with that. He takes them all out, including ah. Iron Man, with one punch. All you know, all five five beings. <laughs> I, I was going to say five people, but I guess the Vision doesn't count as a person. Well, or does he? I well, don't. I mean, I can see two androids all over racist. the world. <laughs> that's techist. But uh, you know. And, and I mean, it doesn't even, as drawn, it's, I, I really feel like they're letting us down here. As drawn, it doesn't even look like a powerful punch. Now, if he had done something like slammed his two fists together, creating a shockwave, maybe the shock being them not being prepared for it, and the shockwave could stun them unconscious, I could see that. Or if they had shown something in the art to where he hit one of them, say Iron Man, and he knocked them like pin, yeah, his you know, body went bowling into pin else. style into everybody else but no one fist sw- he's not even coming near him i think perez <laughs> is a victim here of the fact that Engelhart didn't want to reveal who was throwing the punch which is totally undermined by the cover <laughs> but but i think right. at the point when they were putting this story together he didn't want you know Engelhart didn't want him to show who's but throwing they still could have done a double fist bang together with a shockwave and not revealed who it was or you could have had him in shadows and have him pick oh, up yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know and throw him you could have done it like two pa- two or three panels had him pick up iron man throw him and and have him go into everybody else and knock them out and, and uh, it, it it still would have been more effective than this shot not that this shot is b- 
badly drawn. Everybody, all the individual people look okay oh, in on. it. It's just conceptually with the idea is ridiculous. But it's a comic book, so whatever. I'm, you know, and and the, and like I said, the fist doesn't look like the punch is that powerful. No. It's like you missed him. Whiff. Yeah. So it was just, it was, it was the wind that knocked <laughs> him out. If not for the pavam, I wouldn't know that he hit them at all. Swing and miss. But he, he hit one punch. He hit five different people. Six different people, excuse mm-hmm. me. And and knocked them all unconscious. How does, how does that work? That's one powerful pavam. But yeah. how, do you even, how do you even make contact with each of them in a way where you're knocking them each out with one punch? Exactly. That's why I say a shockwave would have been better. Yeah, or or like you said, wow. throwing Iron Man's limp body once he like you know does something to knock Iron Man out and then throws him to take everybody else out. Although that shouldn't how do you take, knock that out shouldn't take the vision out either. Yeah, that that's my question. It's it's enough of a stretch with Iron Man, but how do you knock out a mechanical construct? You know, a mechanical I mean, being. The vision last last episode or before that was going toe to toe with Hyperion. Right, and he gets and he gets cold cocked by Orca. Yeah, it's it's and again that's that's what we were talking about before we started going through the issue. That just really falls flat for me. It, it's just the whole orca thing. It's like, come on. He's a mort of a villain. <laughs> mort. And and then Buzz Baxter and Hugh Jones come out and assess, Oh yeah, they're all knocked out. Great. It was the weapon. You bet, Baxter. And then they rolled out their new uh their new um all-terrain personnel carrier for for this season, the Tracto Mech. <laughs> love the Tracto Mech. I would love to have one of those in my office. In your office, like full it's... size, you could drive around the hallways. Yeah, give me a nice Tracto Mech. I'm going for a cup of coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they just put everybody on top of it. It's like, can you not get in it? <laughs> so one one of the. Uh... One of one of the nameless uh, minions thinks that uh, that he's still dealing with the squadron because he says, "You saw it, Captain." <laughs> <laughs> when Thor's hammer comes bursting through, that guy's got way too much fit. You know, we're gonna have to shave that off because those giant orca lice. You know, sorry, buddy, they're gonna get in your beard. <laughs> You're gonna have to get rid of that. I really don't care for Granger's inks in this issue, but that panel of uh, of Mjolnir returning to Thor is actually pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with the inks in here. I, I think it's it's. I, I think it fairly brings along what we get probably in the pencils, so I'm okay with it. Hmm. I like the next ad. I love this ad, and I always do eBay searches trying to find these old, you know, apparel that they advertise in these things. I never see any of it anywhere. So I'm I'm assuming they're all filling a landfill somewhere or something. Probably. Yeah. I I like the top two ones with. Cap standing in front of the Constitution, right? That's I think Declaration I... of Independence. Yeah. No, that's seeing not... as how this is uh, seventy-six, I'm thinking that's yeah. probably the Declaration of Independence. Both of those, oh, both of those, I think were pages on the seventy-six calendar that they came out with. Yeah, I think those are both John Romita drawings, if I remember correctly. I think you're right. Then you got the the one shirt. I, I don't care for the shirt. The uh, where it's got the panels from Marvel team up. I, I, I don't know. I've never been a fan of the shirt that has artwork all around on it. I prefer right. to have, have like, you know, on your chest and on your back or, you know, but not not like on your sides and your sleeves and everything. I don't know. And two two kind of strange covers to decide to use for uh, the T-shirts also. Uh, you know, Marvel, Marvel Double Feature was a reprint book. 
doesn't right. seem like the one you'd you'd pick for to be an iconic cover to be on a a, a shirt. And then Captain Marvel, that is a very well drawn cover, but I don't think Captain Marvel was ever the most popular character. So you would, you know, I'm a little surprised they picked Captain Marvel fighting the living laser to be a cover, right? Or, or shirt rather. Oh, we can never wear one of these. The sizes only go up to XL. Yeah, they don't. They don't have the XXXL. <laughs> three ninety nine. Hmm. Well, that's only for the men's size. If you're a boy, you can get it for three thirty nine. Canadian residents add fifty cents. That's racist. Well, they are American shirts, though. <laughs> now, you can buy them, but we're going to charge you more because you're in Canada. <laughs> I assume the the fifty cents is for postage and handling. Because I think it is more expensive to ship. Yeah. I don't think so this, the items. So the next ad, are these? Is this candy still around, Sugar Daddy? They were around uh, for a long time. I have no idea if they still exist, but they did exist for quite a long time. They weren't. They were not bad candy. Whoa, there were Sugar Mamas too. I don't and remember Sugar Babies. Sugar Mama. I remember That's sugar what happens Daddy. with the Sugar Daddy and the Sugar Mama <laughs> together. They're the Sugar Babies. The Sugar Babies are just you know the little bite-sized ones. See, right. delicious milk caramel, caramel tidbits. Mm. And the, uh, well, the Sugar Daddy is delicious milk caramel pop. That I've had, and that was good. Uh, the Sugar Mama says coated. I wonder if, I guess it's coated with chocolate. Chocolate-flavored coating. Mm. Crack. Sounds good to me. Send them on over. So if you, I'm gonna send free you, ticket. I'm going to send you a box of them with some insulin, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> A free I'm serious. I never heard. I don't think I did either. I'm sorry, Bill. Keep. We're going to keep interrupting you. <laughs> a free ticket to your favorite pro sports game at every Sugar Daddy Pop. Free ticket. Free tickets admit one youngster, age 13 or under, accompanied by a paying adult at participating league games. And this offer ended December 31st, 1976. Participating leagues: basketball, American Basketball Association, hockey, American Hockey League. So it's not the uh, NBA or the NHL. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Central Hockey League, United States Hockey League, Lacrosse, National Lacrosse League, Soccer, American lacrosse, Soccer that's League, not a sport. Track, International Track Association, Volleyball, and more leagues to come. So check your local teams to see if they're participating. Yeah, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the Mets and Yankees declined. <laughs> <laughs> Back to our story, Hugh Jones gets onto an his, Apple Watch. Yeah, gets his Apple Watch and calls for Orca. Thor, remind <laughs> us, Odin's blood. What the? That's that's uh, that's Norse for what the f? <laughs> Orca with a K. It will be your your <laughs> blood that flows after you face the murderous fury of... No, 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 you got to read that like I did. Oh, yeah. you got to do it in deep okay, fat on. guy voice. No, puny one. It will be your blood that flows after you <laughs> face the murderous fury of... Orca the killer whale. <laughs> <laughs> or you have to read it like Louis Anderson. <laughs> no, that's Modoc. Oh, oh, yeah, it's true. So uh, now Orca is... What would you say there? About twenty feet tall. Yeah, yeah. But he's got a cool uh, utility yeah. belt. And I'm sorry to be crude, but you know, the first thing I, I I think of, I see this panel. You've got this giant, stupid-looking villain and everything. He's towering over Thor. Thor's got his hammer. The first thing I would do if I was Thor is smack him right in the boys. 
<laughs> Take him right out. Yeah. Maybe whales, maybe whales don't have their sexual organs there. Oh, hit him in the knees then. Yeah, not everybody has this. It's, I remember from Star Trek VI. The knee does it. There you go. So, so here, happy landings, Avenger. Bring us the pieces when you finish. Weapon one. So it's it's the uh, the doctor. Or what you call it? Not the the Austin Powers thing. I just will assume that he's going to defeat him. I'm going to go off into my lair. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't need to watch the battle or figure out what's going on. I don't need to get a gun and shoot him. But, oh, so it was the cir- yeah. Since the serpent crown called me from the sea, <laughs> brand technology has changed me in many ways. Not only has my height increased threefold, but the sickness of my blubber has done the same. I hardly feel your blows. And Thor's, my... punch, Thor's punching him in the shin. <laughs> He's hitting him at bam! But, Take that! With his giant web feet. But that explains... Now, he, he has apparently four appearances at this point. Uh, Submariner 23 and 24, 66 and 67, according to the, uh, the editor's note. And I do believe that the Serpent Crown did appear at least in one or two of those issues. So mm. that explains oh, okay. why he's working for them, because he says, since the Serpent Crown called me. If, if I'm correct that the Serpent Crown has <laughs> right. those issues, I, I, could, I could be mistaken. <laughs> just imagine his phone call. Hello, is this Orca? <laughs> this is the Serpent Hello. Crown. Come this... to me. <laughs> no, this is the Serpent like Crown. Your... <laughs> you have a collect call from the Serpent Crown. <laughs> Do you accept the charges? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any Serpent Crown. You will accept the charges. I will accept the charges. Now, why... Okay, here's the thing about Orca that never made... Well, one of many things that never made any sense to me, but what what's with the teeth around the face? I was just going to say that. What, what the hell random. is that? That's the, just to the make whales, him look more like an orca. Even yes, he looks like I a guy being do. swallowed by an orca. Yeah, he's a face being swallowed by the mouth. You notice the art kind of flub up because in his reveal... Thor's head is pretty much even with his crotch, but when he's punching his thin, his head's below the height of his kneecap. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's really not that far away in those two shots either. He's almost in the same relative position. It's like he's straddling his foot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's punching him in the low shin. Blam. Okay. Then, uh, Moon Dragon. How did I forget this? Because he doesn't he bite like Farrah Fawcett's foot off or something in the movie? I totally forgot about that. Farrah Fawcett. Farrah I thought Fawcett it was, was not in that. It was Bo Derek, wasn't Whoever. it? Yes. Who? You don't Bo mix Derek. Up, that's right. You don't mix up yeah. Bo Derek and Farrah Fawcett. It's and sad we're, that we're I gonna fight, my friend. Bo Derek. <laughs> Why are they in a, a perfect circle around his face? That's just. It's purely purely for appearances. It's don't, what don't... holds his mask on because his head's trying to pop out of his mask. So, the teeth. But that's keep... that's my problem. You say for appearances, know. but his appearance is flat friggin' ridiculous. <laughs> I think he's I think he's an enhanced Atlantean, but I don't really remember his origin. He's enhances fashion sense because he looks silly. And shouldn't he have a big fin on his back, or does he have a fin on his back? I don't think he does. I don't know. What's his utility belt for? Because he never uses it for anything. Maybe there's... Uh, well, Atlanteans usually can't breathe out of water, so maybe there's little like water pellet things he takes. Uh-huh. Okay, and, and from Wikipedia, Orca was originally an Atlantean soldier in the army of Warlord Krang. <laughs> and oh, aids... I just pulled up the same thing. 
aids the renegade Krang when he attempts to usurp the Atlantean throne from Namor. When this attempt fails, Orca goes into exile from Atlantis with Krang. Orca is then chosen to be the test subject of Dr. Dorcas, <laughs> the marine scientist who created Tiger Shark, one of Namor's arch foes. Courtesy of a belt with a psionic amplifier, Orca is given the power of a killer whale and aids Krang once more against Namor. The character skirmishes with fellow creation Tiger Shark and the pair cause an undersea avalanche that buries them for several months. Orca eventually frees himself and allies with the other dimensional Virago and after battling Namor is twice... Twi- excuse me, after battling Namor twice is defeated. The Brand Corporation, Rocko, a subsidiary of Rocks and Wasn't he in that Lord of the Rings movie? Yes, he played, uh, played uh, Aragorn. Yeah. So, Branch, someone with the aid of the Serpent Crown. It doesn't say that he had the Serpent Crown involved before. Hey, look at this. The character size has increased to 20 feet. You called it right on the button. I am, I am good. Which is, so he said he's three times his original height, so what's 20 divided by three? Seven foot something? Six foot something? Six foot something. Yeah, I guess it's about right. <laughs> okay. So Moondragon hits him with a brain blast, mm-hmm. and he, he's staggering at that point. And she's, she's, she's bragging while she does so. Uh, but but I, I, love, I like this little... Uh, Note, the human killer whale has very little brain to blast. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he, he punches her with the same kind of punch that he hit the Avengers with. So he knocked out the Vision and Iron Man with that punch. Shouldn't she be dead? <laughs> oh, yeah. but only mostly dead. <laughs> and I, I, like, I like the panel you know, where he's laughing after he uh, knocks her out. Oh, I thought he was taking a dump or something. There. That looks like a, a Marie Severin picture to me. Yeah. Yeah, but go three panels back. I think uh, Orca just crushed Moondragon's f- hand with his foot. Ow! <laughs> no. And, so, and we get yeah. Thor becoming Gandalf. Did we? Thou shall not laugh! Did we gloss over how he was able to shrug off getting smacked in the face with Mjolnir? With, the, with his explanation that it was oh, yeah. the thickness of his blubber? Yeah, yeah, the thickness of my blubber. No, that's when I was reading it. Yeah, but yeah, that's he. Yeah, Mjolnir bounces off his face. So you're saying I could Mjolnir? Make <laughs> you can take a blow from his hammer. Well, with the thickness of my blubber and all. Yeah, well, he punched me in the stomach. Yeah. Well, you've seen you've seen the video of me taking the cannonball in the stomach, right? <laughs> what did you shave your head for that? Put some goggles on too. I love that video. <laughs> Anyway, so Thor basically sends him flying through the air with a karam after he uh, laughs at Moondragon. Thou shall not laugh. <laughs> how, how exactly he does that is, I don't know, but it's still a cool panel. Because what's funny is if he was blown through the wall, wouldn't you think his arms would be at his side instead of doing the, you know, yeah, <laughs> arms crossed out? Like, uh, he's, he's like a... maybe when you land, your arms would do that, but you just got blown through a wall, buddy. Yeah. And then we cut back to Buzz Baxter, obviously watching after, TV. After they left us in the list, in the list scene, it was like, "All right, time to get rid of our suits and put on our green onesies <laughs> with purple gloves and purple it's, boots." It's the new Kang fall fashion, fellas. Who's that guy in the in the? Uh, you know, yeah. with the is it the Wrecker? 
Oh yeah, oh, they yeah. do look like the wreck. Yeah. Yes. Wrecking crew. That's it. Wrecking crew. Bu- yeah, he looks like the Buzz Baxter and Hugh Jones. I work for you, Jones. It's hard to tell these guys apart when they're dressed exactly the same. They both have frumpy faces and then black hair. It's well, really- Hugh Jones looks a little older. I think that's fatter. that's the only thing you can really go with. Yeah, and a little heavier. Yeah. But the, yeah, there's not a lot of facial difference. The electroencinogram. <laughs> so, so in other words, I'm going to electrically, electrically incinerate. Incinerate. Incinerogram. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate solution to enemies. No wonder half the world wants to buy one from us. Wouldn't it be easier to just shoot them in the head? In my room, I have a gun. Go get it. We'll kill them together. It'll be fun. Ah. And then with Iron Man, all it's going to do is recharge his armor. (laughs) Or short circuit the machine. And then Buzz is like, I say let's zap him right now. I say we let him go. (laughs) Yeah, because the next bubbles looks like it's coming from Iron Man. You're you're awfully bloodthirsty, (laughs) Baxter. (laughs) I'm right here, dude. What about your ex-wife, the Hellcat? What about her? She turned against me, divorced me, didn't she? She gets what's coming to her. So, yeah. Well, But wait. Now, is she <laughs> supposed to be the same Patsy Walker from the Patsy yeah. Walker like yes. romance books? In it? Okay. Yep. Same exact one. Okay. But again, Hugh Jones says, you know, on my signal, Captain, and not before... <laughs> I didn't get to be president of this, of this concern by cashing my chips early. No, no, we need to wait to give them a chance to escape. Yeah, we need to wait and see how this fight comes out. Why? I guess his thought is if Thor wins, he could use them as hostages. I guess. That's the only thing I can think of that makes sense of that scheme, other than if you incinerate them now, they're all dead and we're, we're kind of stuck for a story. We no longer have a team to fight. Can't have the bad guys win. And it says, did someone say, come out? And again, we have Orca flying through the roof now. With his arms out. With his arms out. (laughs) Must be his stock pose. Yeah, I kind of like, though, that after he comes to a landing, he's kind of laying on the ground there for a little bit before he stands up again. (laughs) And Thor hits hits the hammer on the ground, starts some rain and thunder. And sends a zot his way. <laughs> zot. It's gonna get sued by Scott McCloud. I really like the three panels on the bottom of that page with the rain. Yeah, I think it's very, very dramatic. You can almost, you know, you can almost see it in a, in a movie kind of thing. Wouldn't the water have made Orca stronger, or at least? I don't know. You know, I don't know his power set well enough to that's know. That's true. If, if but that as would... an Atlantean, the water isn't going to hurt him. No, it's definitely not going to hurt him. You know, he's this is more a lightning thing than a rain. Yeah. Mm. So again, he's laying on the ground though, after having taken that. There's nothing. There is not a thing I don't like about this page. This page is beautiful. Yeah, it it's is. A, I agree. It's a great page. I mean, this is fantastic, Perez. At a time when Perez was still kind of earning his bones, and there's there's some wonkiness to to his style, you know, at this at this point in his career, but this particular page is top to bottom awesome. I like this. And just for way, and by way of description, it starts off with Thor having knocked down Orca. He's laying on his back. They're talking. Uh, then we get a close-up of Orca's face. He rises up, grabs a huge piece of, 
I guess, cement, throws it at Thor. He plucks it with his hammer into pieces <laughs> and, and sends it back at, at Orca, slamming him up against a wall. And then we have a close-up of Thor basically declaring himself to be far more than the other Avengers uh, with his arms in the air and, and rain and thunder coming down on him. And it is very dramatically put together. Mm-hmm. I, and then I, I'm just looking at, you know, the, the words here, Orca says, no, you think because Orca is not smart that you can trick me somehow, but Orca is smarter than you think. And I can't remember exactly where it's from, but Bill should be able to help me because I think it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon uh, where somebody says, you can't outsmart me because I'm a it's moron. moron. <laughs> yep. What, 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 which one was that? Does, does, uh, does anybody remember which it's one? It's a dog character, isn't it? It's not Pete Puma. No, it's not Pete Puma. Isn't it a dog? I think it is. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a moron. Yeah, I remember that. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> so, and then we cut back to uh, to the what's called to Hugh Jones and Buzz Baxter. Actually, I, I guess Hugh Jones left. It's just Buzz Baxter. So it's uh, just Hugh Buzz Jones stepped out, and he's taking a chance to gloat over Patsy, saying, "You dumb broad, you just never got out of the cent- out of Centerville, did you? You never learned that." The lives we led there, full of puppy love and big smiles and integrity and dreams of superheroes. Patsy, those lives weren't real life. We had to grow up like I did in Nam, but you never did. And I found she, it. Go ahead. Jack Wabbit and the Beanstalk. That's it. So it's not oh, It's not a, uh, it's not giant. a dog. It's the giant. Yeah. yeah it goes, don't, don't try nothing funny. You can't fool me because I'm a moron. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> So that's you know what and being a giant is ironic with Orca. I'm wondering if Steven <laughs> Steve Englehart actually thought of that. Well, wait a minute. It says here uh, whose voice is Blanc's stereotype uh, stereotyped oaf, similar to his characterization of Barney Rubble. Mel Blanc did Barney Rubble. Yep, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh? Interesting. Oh, that See, one I knew. Some stuff from comic books. <laughs> Good stuff. Words to live by. So, so while Buzz is gloating, Hellcat wakes up. Now, how she would be the first one of this group to wake up is beyond me. But she wakes up and tears off her uh, the connections to this machine and tackles Buzz. Uh, he kicks her right in the uh, right in the belly and <laughs> slams her up against the machinery. Fire but the she she breaks free, knocks him down, and is threatening to scratch his eyes out if he doesn't free her friends. Now, since she was able to free herself, couldn't she just knock him out and free them herself? Wouldn't that be a better solution than to trust him to do it? You trust him for two seconds, he could say, okay, now I have the controller. If you don't, you know, surrender, I'm going to fry them. <laughs> oh, there's a reference to uh, Mary Hartman. Oh, the, no. The show? Oh, what? yeah. What's the matter? Pedal it to Mary Hartman. Oh, Mary Hartman, Mary this... Hartman. I made the mistake of looking up Buzz Baxter and oh, he, he becomes that. Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Oh my God! I wish I'd never seen this. Oh How yeah. Horrible. It is. I agree. Wow. Oh. I've I never just, read I the issue. Because, because I wanted to know if he was also from the old romance books, and apparently, kind of, sorta. Ugh. Yeah, he is. But I never, I've never read the issues where he appears as, uh, as Mad Dog. So, that's actually in the Defenders. I, I will need to to read that at some point does he take scotch tape and wrap his nose up and everything and go mad dog <laughs> like <laughs> mad dog mad dog 
What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Bucks? Bu- 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 whatever. Buzz Baxter comes for you. Mad dog, mad dog. <laughs> so we cut back to the Thor Orca battle. And mm-hmm. uh, Thor is bombing him in the face with a hammer. Great panel. Yeah, I think the artwork in this book is really good. That's why I said I, I was a little surprised you had a problem with the inking. I think it's really solid. He knocks out Orca. Thor taps his hammer on the ground to stop the rain. And. Moondragon comes over and says, oh, I have not been unconscious all this time. You know, I've CCR seen... did an entire song about who will stop the rain, and apparently... Oh. <laughs> I want to know, when will Thor stop the rain? <laughs> rain. Coming down on Brand Corporation. Yeah! Boo-doo, boo 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 uh. Sorry. <laughs> So uh, like my John Fogarty? No, that, Screw no, you. That's a that's an awful John Fogarty. <laughs> so Dick Jones sees that uh Thor won. <laughs> Dick Jones decides to fry the Avengers. <laughs> but it's a little too late because they're all awake now, having been freed, <laughs> and they stop him in his tracks. And then we have an epilogue. But wait, we bypassed that Captain America and the Red Skull Twinkie ad. <sighs> You are failing! <laughs> That's the only words that should be in there. Yeah. And he says that to the Cosmic Cube. Because, I mean, we could do it if you want. I don't know. It's, it's, you almost sound like a little kid wishing that we would do it. We could do it. <laughs> we don't have to. We'll save it for... Oh, actually, I don't know if they've already done it or not. If you want, we can do it. I don't care. No, it's no, only, only two voices to. needed, though. I'll, no, you... there's three, because there's a Cosmic Cube. Okay, I'll be I'll be the Cosmic Cube. <laughs> You'll be the Cosmic <laughs> Cube. All right. No, keep going. Okay, yeah, it's a long one. All right. It's yeah. not a particularly good one, unfortunately. Well, Paul, just just do the voice of the cube. I'm, I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure out what voice I would have done for the cube. <laughs> I think I would have done this. What did Hubert sound like? Delicious golden sponge cake. What did uh? Or not a Rubik's Cube. Didn't did he talk on that animated show Rubik's Cube? Oh, I don't I'm know. sure he did, but I don't recall what voice he. Had. I I don't know why, but I'm thinking it was uh, uh what the, the same guy that did uh, <laughs> who's the, the Marty Engels? Hmm. Uh, he was married to Shirley Jones. What uh, now? I got to look him up on Wikipedia. Cause... Shirley Jones. Oh. <laughs> for Shirley Jones. Oh, what are you talking to the guy that played Ruben on uh, the Partridge? No, family? no, 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 no. no. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I just you... read the last line that the. the Why'd Red you Jones say Ruben? Says... Oh, I'm freaking starving. <laughs> I, I'm hungry too, and we're looking at Hostess fruit. You know, not fruit, but whatever. Twinkies. Muddy. <laughs> you see the last line that the that that the Red Skull says. Oh, the by George Washington thing. By, by George Washington, my cube has gone square. You are failing. <laughs> he did. He did the voice of Pac-Man. Apparently, Marty Ingalls. They actually had a Rubik's cube cartoon. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, oh yeah. It had arms and legs and a very freaky-looking face. It was disturbing, and I didn't watch it. Uh, Rubik the Amazing Cube. That was it. So let's see who did the voice. Cast: Ron Palillo. What's his name? Horshack. Did Rubik. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mr. Carter. 
Mr. Carter. Oh, he was awful. Anyway, <laughs> so let's get back to this book. I don't want to get into a welcome back Carter talk. We'll never Before get you leave the post is sad, though, does does the Red Skull not look like an ape in that panel where he's, like, having he's a his hands fit? Yeah. But he actually looks right. a little bit like an ape in the panel above it, too. I <laughs> command you to pulverize Captain America! You are still failing. <laughs> so back to the epilogue. Epilogue. Cap's like, oh, I don't understand... <laughs> I don't understand, Thor, is is why you couldn't beat Orc until that last punch. Really? How about you shut up? You were knocked out with one punch. Yeah, really? <laughs> Loser. So he, he just punches through a brick wall to show them how Here, let me show you why, them. jackass. Okay, so yeah, so they leave, and they go back to the Avengers Mansion, and it says, next issue, Avengers 150, enough said. And that's, oh, and we got a <laughs> eagle eye G.I. Joe. It's Intruder Strongman from Another World. I, I had those giant G.I. Joes. I had one. I had, yeah, because when, when I had G.I. Joe, when I was young enough to have G.I. Joe, they didn't have the little ones. They only had the 12-inch. Ah, yeah. Right. And I had a big, giant, multi-vertical takeoff landing. You could, like, attach pontoons. And had a, it was, like, five or six different crafts you can make it out of by depending on, you know, attach the top wing. I had that. I played this. I played with that band. So yeah, did he trade his dolls. Did he Whoops. trade his kung fu grip for the eagle eye? <laughs> he also had the lifelike hair. <laughs> so okay, having having finished this issue now and this saga, I say let's rate the issue and let's rate the saga. All right. We gonna do what we have been and just rate it all together as we go, or uh, that's kind of uh, let's go individually. We, we, okay, let's go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'm a little disappointed by the cover. I don't think it's bad, but I just think it could be a lot better. Uh, so I'm going to say a B- minus on the cover. The interior artwork, I think, is excellent. I really have no criticism of it to speak of at all. Uh, the closest thing I think we have to criticism is the perspective Sorry. on the size of Thor next to Orca. So I'm going to say a solid A on the artwork. Uh, the story, I feel, is rushed but I feel it's still entertaining. I think it, 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 like I said, I think it would benefit from stretching it out a little bit more, but I don't think it's a bad story. So I'm going to say a B plus on the story. Uh, I think it could have been an A story if it had been stretched out a little bit more. Overall, I'm going to give the book an A minus. The saga I enjoyed from beginning to end, and I'm just going to give an A throughout. Hmm. Uh, I, I pretty much have nothing really to deviate from what you said not because i'm lazy <laughs> but i mean yeah it's pretty much uh yeah bab is did you I'm say deviating. not because you're lazy because that's not hey smart ass um the saga overall yeah i mean you know now we're differentiating this from celestial madonna obviously because yes we, this is know, the next one after yes. celestial madonna yeah we just could we just continued so yeah an a a overall hey Hey. All right. Uh, cover on this one. I really like the cover. I think it's. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. But uh, strangely, I'm going to go with Paul's grade of B minus because I, I. I don't think it's cooler than a B minus. But it is a cool cover. I like it. 
Uh, interior art I like a lot. Um, I think the uh, Perez really shines in this. You can tell he's you know he's getting better. He's uh, you know honing his craft and everything. I'm just not real crazy about the inks. There's something about the inks that that I think more hurt the art than help the art. Um, it, it has a certain I don't know just a certain quality to it like a like like kitty comics you know like like kind of dumbed down uh type of art I, I don't know it's hard to it's hard to articulate but there's just something about the inks that they i don't think it really brings the dynamism of uh of paris aside. although it does in some instances it works really well like during the storm i you know the fight between Thor and Orca, where you know it's raining and all that. Those panels look fantastic. I really have very little qualm with that. So, I don't know. It's just it's some of the thick line in, in certain places of the story. It it gives a more simplistic look to the art that kind of I don't know. It just kind of dumbs it down somehow. I think. Um, but overall, I, I like it, and uh, I think I'll go a B minus on the interior art as well. Uh, as far as the story goes, I will agree that uh, I, I think they could have padded this out a little bit more. It's a little bit, uh, it, it's a little pat of a resolution to the story. Um, but overall, I really like it. Other than the fact of, you know, with, with this entire saga, I kind of struggled to find what what ultimately was the point. Where were the villains going with all of this? But world, that's world domination. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's the stereotypical thing, but. It's a it's a little one dimensional in that aspect, but I mean it just is fun old you know superhero hijinks type of thing. It, it's fun. It works for what it is. So yeah, I, I dig it on that level. So I think I'd go a, a, a B uh, overall. So I mean overall a B book. I, I think it's uh, you know a solid uh, fun adventure uh, of the Avengers. As far as the overall saga, um, I mean I always look back on it with with a lot of fondness. It's you know it was fun to reexamine. Um, you know, there's high points and low points and, and that sort of thing. But overall, I really dug this. So, uh, yeah, I think I would go an A on the overall saga as well. So, yeah, recommend it. I think it's fun stuff. All right. So that's, that is the end of our latest Avengers Spotlight, you know, uh, saga run. Mm-hmm. I, don't know what, I don't know what our next saga is going to be, but we'll figure that out when, you know, when the time comes. In the meanwhile, I think we're going to probably do a couple of uh, one-off episodes mm-hmm. until we figure out which you know which lengthy run we're going to cover but thank you everybody for listening what do we got what do you got what do you got oh hold on uh do we have an avengers email well oh uh, i don't know if you saw this paul but in the uh, wikipedia entry on orca the last line of the fourth paragraph, I think, really supports your uh, assertion that Orca is a mort. Because it says here, Orca is killed in combat by a doombot <laughs> reprogrammed <laughs> by the headmen. And this was oh, in Hero okay. Volume 2, number 8, in 2007. So, yeah. He's, on, on which issue? Say that again. Uh, Heroes for Hire, Volume 2, number 8. Wow, that's an ignominious way to go. Yep. Well, wait. Did you say it was a Doombot? Yeah. So couldn't you say it's a Doombot? Doom, doom, uh, doombot. <laughs> this is a call back to Hanson again. So you want to read the email, Bill? Uh, well, but isn't it directly addressed to Scott? Yeah, so you read it and Scott will reply. Okay. <clears throat> this is from Kirk Greenfeld, Paging Snark McGill. 
And don't we all think it's funny when he calls Scott that? <laughs> hey, Binzers. Really enjoying your review of the Old West Saga from Avengers 143, excuse me, 141 to 143 on Avengers Spotlight. But I was wondering if Snark McGill would do another installment of his Phantom Zone series soon. I was thinking of making a master list of the Phantom Zone criminals for him, but after a brief Google search, I see that this has already been done in various forms, and I have nothing to add to improve upon it. Really good to hear the three of you bounce off each other recently. Kirk Greenfield, co-host of the Imperious Rex Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader podcast, now with 100% more Ren Greenfield returned. <laughs> so, any uh, response to that, Scott? I mean, I would love to get back into that. I mean, I'd like to get back into a, a lot of the shows that I used to do, and uh, there's there's not, you know, there's not a month that goes by that I'm not, like, you know, wanting to, to dig back in and, you know, get back to some of the shows that... Uh, that I was doing, especially ones where, we, you know, I was in the middle of, you know, covering, you know, some epic thing like, you know, Crisis or, or you know, the Phantom Zone thing or whatever. It, it just, it purely comes down to time, uh, which just is not my friend lately at all. But I, be, I have been thinking a lot about the, the Phantom Zone thing because that had, you know, a, a definite, you know, uh, kind of conclusion to it in my mind of where I wanted it to go and everything. So I don't know one of these days when I get around to it, the sad thing is I think I have a recording in, in the can that I just, you know, have been lazy and I haven't edited it and got it all slapped together and everything. But I, I think there is at least one unreleased episode in that. So eventually when I get around to it, Indeed. but these days with, you know, with work being, you know, what it is with my hours and everything. And then, uh, what really is taking up the bulk of my, you know, so-called spare time these days is is just working on, you know, my eBay project and all that. Because more and more the the missus is talking about wanting to move in the next year or so, and I want to as well. You know, our our boys are now both, you know, graduated high school, so the reason that we stayed, you know, in this town doesn't really exist anymore, and the commute to work could definitely be easier. So it'd be nice to move, but I, I cannot move all this shit again. So I've got to downsize. So that's really what I've been concentrating on. Um, you know, well, Scott, whenever you need help moving, I'll come over and I'll load up all your comics and take them away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to move them into your new home. I appreciate the thought. <laughs> but, and then, uh, and then Paul and I will divvy them up later. You got this? No, I ain't got that. Okay, <laughs> I, all right, I'll take this. You take that. And Chewbacca will be happy. <laughs> so that'll be it, I guess, for this version of Avengers Spotlight or this episode of Avengers Spotlight. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> got something funny That's... for us to go out on? You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not a tumor. <laughs> Neither <laughs> is Orca. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved.
Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Oh, mmm. Ah, oh, this, the aroma that just hit me. Mm.